Very happy Friday, football fans. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield here from Inside the Pylon, the Quick Kicks podcast. We've got 15 minutes to get you up to speed on the big topic of the day. And unless you've been living under a rock, which, look, some people do. It's their preference. Whatever you want to do, go ahead. Whatever makes you happy. You know that the NFL Combine is in full swing at this point. Wait, what? The Combine, Mark. You know the, this? the the combine. It's it's the uh, you know the big event in Indianapolis and the big dome and everything. They got guys you mean the underwear Olympics? Yeah, they got guys oh, running around in their thing. underwear. Yeah, yeah, that's going on. Right, right, right. Okay, it we is. Can talk about that. I mean, uh, arguably, we're probably talking about the most homoerotic event since the beach volleyball scene in Top Gun, which is probably hey. the best scene in the entire movie. Might Do I not add. disparage that scene or that movie, my friend? No, I. My big problem is so growing up. I was always kind of goose. You know, I always wanted to have the t-shirt on and everything. And what I found, actually, is that as I've gotten worse looking, I have less shame about my body. And so it's just like, all right, you want me to, like, be hanging out on the, like, put me in the beach volleyball scene. I'll do it now, you know? Right. Well, that's well two great things about that scene. One, I love how Anthony Edwards kept the shirt on. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. And two, my favorite trivia, well, so many great trivia questions about that movie, but... You know, Tom Cruise trained for like five minutes for the jet fighter scenes. Okay. But like lifted for months just <laughs> for that volleyball scene. I've read that somewhere. So that is anyway, I mean, we could do Top Gun for the next 15 minutes. We could, but I don't we'll know. We'll if save I'm... that for like the dead of June when there's nothing really to talk about. We yeah. Can do a we'll, Top Gun show. That'll, that'll be like our post, uh, post Memorial Day show or something like that. That's a great idea. Memorial Day show about Top Gun. Just how about just all great American films? We could do Top Gun. We could do The Rock. We could do Armageddon. Is Armageddon really an American film, though? Because they go up that's, and, that's, you know, you've got a cosmonaut on there, too. Yeah, but he's like one of, what, 13, 12 that goes up? And he's, well, he starts up. He gets the head start. Yeah, that's true. So we can definitely, uh, we could do a little work. I mean, obviously, you got to include at least one of the diehard movies you talk about, you know, American yeah. heroes. But we'll, uh, we'll have some conversation about that. Sounds good. You know, Mark and I, what, what we were doing today is, you know, there was a lot of chatter about the combine and people making fun of, oh, you know, his hand size is a quarter inch, you know, bigger. That means he moves up, you know, a whole round. And obviously we understand just how ridiculous the combine is. What we pride ourselves on at Inside the Pylon is not just complaining about stuff because anyone can complain, but trying to come up with solutions. We are... We're, we're problem solvers. And so what Mark and I decided to do was say, look, let's keep the combine in existence. We're not going to wipe it off the map. Let's figure out what are some events that would actually be useful for teams to actually uh, get some information on players. Obviously, we're not going to do straight up 11 on 11 scrimmages, but what kinds of athletic testing can we do that would be useful? So we've come up with some events here. And, uh, Mark, should I start? Do you want to start? How do you want to do this? Go for it. Lead us off, my man. All right. I'm going to start off with uh, what I think is a better test of strength than the bench press. Okay? You mentioned it. I think it was earlier this week in one of our podcasts. I'm talking about cleans. Yeah. I think that I'd like to see in particular linemen, linebackers. Don't really need uh, receivers to do them necessarily. I'd like to see fullbacks. I'd like to see tight ends doing them. Maybe cornerbacks, obviously, just because you're coming in and making some contact safety. So why not just let everyone, uh, whether it's a hang clean, power clean, I don't really have a huge preference there. But instead of the bench press, I'd like to see it replaced uh, with some type of clean. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think all positions should do it. And, you know, Brandon Thorne, FOP, friend of pod, friend of Pylon, um, he's been talking about this a lot on Twitter, how, you know, the bench press, it's something you can prepare yourself for and like get ready to rep out at 225, how many you put up. But it's just really like one basic sort of movement. You know, when offensive linemen, we're recording this Thursday night, the offensive linemen and like fullbacks and stuff, they tested on the bench today and, you know, some guys were putting up 12, 13 reps and Duke Merriweather, who's on Twitter all the time, was like, this doesn't tell you anything about a guy's strength because it's just, again, one muscle movement. Something like the clean where you've got multiple muscle groups involved, number one. And number two, it's an explosive athletic movement. You're not just lying down on the bench, just like extending your arms, basically. You're, you know, pulling the weight up, using hips, using the full body to get into it. That's going to tell you more about how athletic and powerful a person is. So all positions should do it. Exactly. And if, you know, my point of view is if you're testing someone's strength by seeing what they can do lying on their back, the only time they're doing that when they're on a football field is if they've gotten knocked down. So that's not really something I want to see anyways. You know, right. it's, you, you want to see their, their standing strength and core strength and things like that. You don't want to see a guy, okay, I'm lying down trying to lift something. Great. When do I ever do that on a football field except when I'm at the bottom of a pile because I was tackled? You know, it's, yeah. it, it, it's useless. So yeah. let's, let's move on to another one. What do you have here? I mean, building off of that, I, I think if you're going to test somebody's strength and explosiveness, test them on the squat. Okay. I mean, because okay. again, you're, you know, it's, a, you know, it's the legs, it's, you know, the back, you're getting a lot of, you know, into it, but again, multiple muscle groups are moving. And what's more important for, say, pass blocking, run blocking, then lower body strength? Now we're just gonna do a basic back squat. We doing front squat, little split split squat. What do you, no, what do you think? No, I think your basic. You're just your basic back squat. Okay, I'm on board with that. I think, and yeah, I mean, it makes sense just to do. Uh, you know, again, as you said, just a different test that also tests you know lower body strength. Really testing, uh, you know, where that foundation is going to be. I think that makes a lot of sense too. Another thing I would like to see uh, for any event regardless of what it is except for the, the lifting obviously any other event do it in pads do it in really? pads. yeah why, why like, wouldn't you know test the 40 in pads yeah why why would you ever run a guy with uh with pads off do you ever do that on a football field no i mean you don't i mean that's why people kind of knock the 40 because when do you i mean there are occasions when guys will run a straight 40 yard dash on the field but it's rare exactly so at the very least look 40, uh, you know, shuttle, three cone, put them in pads. Gauntlet, put them in pads. That's, you know, quarterbacks throwing, put them in pads. Because are you ever going to actually throw a football in a game just sitting there in shorts and a t-shirt? No, you're, you're not, you're not going to do it. So I want to see him in pads the whole time. I, I understand the allure of the underwear Olympics because we've all seen those pictures of Tom Brady from the combine. And look, I know how good that looks, but... Fact is, you got to see him in pads. He looks better in pads. That's that's my personal preference. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, especially you know, when you're talking about the quarterbacks, it at least having the shells on, you know, because the the pads do in some way impact the throwing motion. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, it changes up the mechanics a little bit. So I'd, I'd like to see that just to get a little bit closer uh, to realism. Obviously, it's it's not it still isn't a game situation, but I just want to see something a little bit more realistic there. Um, what else you got? I mean, 
I know we can't go like 11 on 11, but a little bit of skeleton, a little bit of seven on seven might make some sense. Okay. Just doing, I mean, just having defenses, you know, again, just hold up a basic chart, say, look, run cover two this time, run this. Yeah. Just, okay. just something. Cause you know, you saw it when we were down there in Mobile, um, you get teams doing a lot of seven on seven, a lot of skeleton stuff. Um, but that's just the senior class. I mean, now you've got, you know, basically your top draft prospects all in Indianapolis show a little bit of what they can do on the football field. Yep. I mean, show them, you know, running some coverages, rotating defenses in the secondary, you know, rotating zones, things like that. See a quarterback work through a couple of progression reads. Again, it's going to be basic stuff, but, you know, you're going to get to see up close and personal what these guys can sort of do in game situations that, you know, you might not get from tape. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that probably makes some sense. Also, how uh, how do you, how many passes? You know, how do you think you structure it just to get at least some kind of look there? I mean, see, that's the tough part in trying to do this. And with eighteen quarterbacks there, I know a couple of the guys are there just basically to throw. But I mean, what are you going to do? Give each guy like two reps? I mean, you're not going to get a lot from it. I mean, you'd probably have to. Oh, I mean, well, here's the answer right here. I mean, stretch this thing out until you know a week or so. Make it a little bit longer, divide it up more, televise it all. There you go, Roger. I just gave you another million dollar idea. That's not bad, actually. The, you, you said it at the outset of the segment, man. We're problem solvers. That's what we're here to do. So that's not bad. That's yeah, what we're I, doing. I, could, I could see that working actually. It's because yeah, originally I was trying to figure out, you know, how you do the mechanics of it. But yeah, I think that actually makes some sense. Yeah. Hey, you know, Roger. Just you know, when you speak of us, speak well. Well, or yeah. Yeah, speak speak as well as you want. Um, let's, <laughs> let's 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 talk about uh, some other ideas that I have, and I, I don't know. I know they do. Uh, what other position specific drills do they have at the combine? Is there anything else that's out well, there? Well, they do. You know, they do. For example, they'll do some edge rush stuff where they try to get the offensive lineman in their into their kick slot. I mean, there was that incredible vine. Yes. Um, last <laughs> season of Flowers, the rookie defensive tackle now with the Giants, um, doing his kick slot and just getting beat badly and you know people played that on twitter to death so i mean you know obviously there's going to be receivers catching passes from quarterbacks and you know defensive backs are going to be doing ball drills and things like that so i mean you'll see some ball skills type stuff and some basic stuff at each position but again you're in and i think you made a great point you're in shorts and a t-shirt so i've got a couple other uh little position specific things that i'd like to see timed okay uh, for linebackers, okay? okay, what I'd like to see, linebacker lines up, has to do a five-yard shuffle to one side, and then five-yard burst forward. Time it. Okay, just to, I like that. You know, just like kind of time it a little, read and react, you know, something along those lines. So, you know, stay squared up to the line of scrimmage, so you're shuffling five yards, and then just a quick five-yard burst. Because that's the kind of thing that a linebacker will actually do during a game. So I'd like to see something like that. I'd also like to see... Uh, for cornerbacks, maybe even for safeties, either a five or ten yard backpedal and then sprint forward to cover the distance, as well as five or ten yard backpedal and then turn and run an additional ten yards, just to see what times look like there. Yeah, I think they do stuff, do drills like that, but do they, they certainly time don't time. They don't time it. See, that's I'd like to see it timed. That's because yeah. I I know I've seen video of guys at the combine doing you know some stuff, just your basic hip work and st- and stuff like that. But I'd like to see times just so that you can get a sense of that. And look, I'm I'm sure that you know scouts are probably timing some of that stuff. Probably. But you know, I I'd, I'd like to see it just so that we can get a sense of it and get another data point out there. Because obviously, most fans aren't going to the combine. This way, you're able just to say, okay, in in something that 
in some way resembles what actually happens on a football field, here's how these guys did. Gotcha. I'm wondering if, and we might be a couple of years away from this, you hear more and more about teams using VR, virtual reality technology, to try to you know, gain some additional practice time with guys. You know, yep. Putting the goggles onto a quarterback to have him read defense and stuff. I wonder if we start seeing stuff like that at the combine where you know, you, and what gave me this idea was the linebacker read and react. Well, strap the goggles onto a linebacker and show him a counterplay to his left and see how quickly he reacts. And then put a, put a hurdle in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw, throw some bags in front of him, see if he can hurdle him. But yeah, I wonder if we start seeing stuff like that where they, you know, use technology to try to test these guys football wise instead of just, you know, these drills and stuff. I mean, we're trying to t- come up here with ideas to put them in football situations. Well, put them in a virtual football situation. You can do that pretty easily with one guy at a time, you know, instead of an interview, just carve out some extra time. Yeah. Hey, you know, Reggie Lag- Ragland, come in here, put the goggles on. We're going to show you a couple of different offensive fronts and, you know, run schemes to test your ability to read and react. No, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And you could almost even, yeah, because you could do a bunch of different things with that. I think that would be really interesting to see just how guys actually are able to, to, to deal with something like that, that they're, look, you don't know what's coming necessarily, but you're able to all, you know, put a number of different prospects through the same exact set there. I think that'd be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, and sport, ESPN Sports Science actually did something like this around the combine the year that Kaepernick was in the draft. And what they tried to do was test the reaction times of quarterbacks working basically like a progression read and you know deciding to throw to the right receiver. And I forget sure. exactly how they set it up, but there was a way that they like – it was like Mallet and Kaepernick and some of the other guys in that class. And they saw that from decision point to release time, Kaepernick was actually the fastest. So really? there's re- there's like the technology to do stuff like this. Obviously, the fact that Kaepernick was the fastest in that class doesn't really tell you a ton, but – you know, it's just another data point that teams can use. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So, and that's what this whole thing is about. I mean, you know, we said at the outset, we, you know, we're making fun of hand sizes. Well, I mean, it's a data point. And there are some teams that believe that, you know, the studies show that if you have a, quarter, a quarterback with less than nine inch hands, they're prone to fumbling. Well, I measured my hands and threw them up on Twitter and it wasn't pretty. And as I said with the tweet, it explains a lot now. Because I got tiny hands, and here I am talking about football. So you should have been a kicker, man. Again, we—I asked you this—they don't measure foot size, do they? No, they—they they measure kicker hand size, though, which is one of the more baffling things uh, that happens at the combine. Well, do you think it's for you know punters to be holding? You know, you don't want to draft a punter with tiny hands if you expect them to be holding for you. For punters, I understand it, but again, if if a punter can't hold the ball, you're going to know that beforehand. You know, it's That's not true. like you know a punter's not really in a situation where he's going to fumble from being hit. It's if he could catch the ball at the at the college level, like because I was thinking about this the other night, trying to sort through it, and I'm like, I had the same thought that you did. I'm I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, well, maybe you want a certain hand size in order to you know make sure that you can hold the right way. But I'm sitting there, I'm going. As long as he can catch the ball, it's not like he's going to be getting hit and needing to hold on to it. So, right. you know, for, from my perspective, I don't think hand size on a punter is even a big deal as long as he doesn't have the drops to begin with. Right. Um, but for, for a kicker, I'm sitting there, I'm like, when are you ever actually going to have to pick up a football aside from when the ref hands it to you on a kickoff? Yeah, like never. Yeah, it, it just 
doesn't happen. So hopefully uh, you were able to get some uh, some good ideas from us and maybe have some of your own uh, about things that would be good to see at the Combine. Feel free to tweet us. We'll definitely uh, acknowledge any suggestion that we do get. Speaking of tweets, Mark. Oh, boy. Twitter question of the day. What do we got? Is that time. And since the Combine is in full force, we are going to be uh, doing a little bit of Combine-oriented uh, talk here from our Twitter question. Twitter question today is, Mark, how fast do you run the 40? I'm sensing a theme. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme with the Twitter questions this week. Who'd this one come from? Uh, this one came from, well, the, the, there was no Twitter question today. I just wanted to do this one again. All right. Um, well, let me tell you, as I said earlier in the week, you know, <laughs> early in the week, I mentioned we had, I had, I had leg day, you know, I'm still recovering from leg day. So right now, could I run the 40 and under five? Absolutely no way. I don't know if I could run it under six right now. What about in pads? I, in pads right now, as I'm sitting here, whew, you're looking at a snowman, I think. Do you still have a set of pads lying around? I got the helmet somewhere. Yep. Um, I don't have a set of pads, though. I mean, I've got game shirts. I've got the helmet. I could probably dig one up. No, no, I probably couldn't dig up a set of pads. I know you've got the helmet because you had an article last year with you wearing it. Yep, I still got the helmet. Uh, still got it's. I, I've always thought that the uh, the Dartmouth helmet is one of the great helmets in football. Just because first, the first time you see it, you kind of look at it, you're like, who the hell designed that? Like, why would you ever put just you know kind of this big D right at the front of it? But it grows on you, and at least for me, you know, it's it's kind of one of those. Uh, those images just that it kind of stands out just because no one else really does anything like it. You know, what's the best helmet in college football, Michigan, you go in Michigan, Michigan. I don't even like Michigan. And I think Michigan's got the best helmets. What about you? I don't know. It's tough. That Notre Dame helmet, man. Notre Dame helmet's nice. It's, Notre just, Dame helmet's it's nice. just, it's the way it's always been. It's just gold. It is, yeah. Notre Dame. It's just it's simple. It's clean and everything. The Michigan one, just you know, the the blue and the yellow. It's just iconic. Like you talk yeah. about, just you know what you have there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else has something that the old school Hawaii ones, the Rainbow Warrior ones. Yep, those I are like really those. good. I like those. Um, who else has some pretty cool ones these days? I'm trying to think. Um, I do always like to see just what Oregon throws out there. I was just going to say Oregon's got you know fifteen different helmets, and a couple of them are pretty cool. You know the ones that I really like from them are when they went with the uh, the full chrome ones a few years ago in the Rose Bowl. Those were nice. Don't they have like a camo version of that too? Like a yeah. gray, like yeah, they've got it's like a gunmetal version. Yeah, yeah, that those, is nice. Those are pretty nice. Um, what else is good? I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, who else is out there that's got something? Unique. I mean, if you're looking for, you know, just classic helmets, you can obviously go Penn State, just the simple yep. blue and white. Well, Alabama, um, too, just the number. Oh, yeah, Bama, Bama's are nice. I do like Bama quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but I still, I put Michigan top of the heap for me. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd have to go with Notre Dame. But Michigan's good, too. Yeah, two classic programs. So yeah. uh, this is it for the week, Mark. We're done. We are done. Crack open a beer, get ready for the weekend. Get ready to watch some guys do some stuff and shorts and a t-shirt. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be breaking that down. Definitely. To, uh, to all our listeners, have a safe and happy weekend. We will be back next week. We've got a full week lined up for you as we break down some of the combine notes, despite the fact that we did just rip on it for about <laughs> 20 minutes or so. Um, we didn't rip on it. We offered helpful suggestions. 
tomato, tomato. You know, six of one, half dozen of another. We will be back on Monday. Chuck Zada and Mark Schofield. We'll see you then.